1: Hello, everybody. DeRell Lawrence Legacy Maker Sports Network, and welcome to another edition of 101. Season two is here. We've already had our first episode in the season. We had Derek Kelly of the New Orleans Saints on here. And now today, we have the two time All American. And uh, also, he was in the NFL. He's on a lot of great things. Wahoo, wah, baby. Wahoo, wah. I'm (laughs) not even going to act like I don't. I'm not even gonna act like I don't care right now, but uh, the former UVA star, Mr. Eldon Brown. How are you doing today, sir?
2: Pretty good, brother. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited about it.
1: Oh, man. I was hyped about it, man. Like I, I said, man, I gotta get, you know, I mean, I've been waiting to grab somebody from my from my favorite place uh, uh, on this show. I was like, I mean, I'm gonna get somebody from UVA. And then I saw, I said, I gotta see if Eldon will, will join me, man. So I was so glad to have you on, man. <laughs> I'm
2: glad it could be me. I appreciate
1: it. All righty. So, as we always do here on one-on-one, we start off with the check-in. So, Elton, I want to check in on you and your family, uh, how things have been going through the pandemic, how you've been handling the pandemic, you know, how you guys navigating through this crazy time.
2: Um, every, everybody's fine. Um, family's good. Um, of course, it's a it's a trying time, not just in, in in our household, but around the country. Um, something that's different. You know, we're we're so used to being able to get up and go at our own leisure and and now there's so many restrictions and things like that. And you know, you sometimes you forget you might go in the store and forget your mask, things like that. But um as far as as dealing with it and I, I say we're blessed. Nobody um has caught it. Nobody's been um ill, things like that. So it's it's been a blessing, man. Everybody's great. I'm hoping your family is great and, and the and the people out there watching that um everybody everybody's safe and sound.
1: Yeah, our, our journey, well, my family, immediate family, has been, uh, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, we did, unfortunately, have my mom pass away from it. Uh, she had dementia yeah, and, okay. and, and that on top of it. So I tell people, I say that to tell people, hey, man, mask up, baby. <laughs> so yeah. it, it yeah. is a very serious thing. I think people yeah. get lighthearted. They say, oh, you know, I, I haven't gotten this, so I'm good. Look, you know, if you don't know if you've had it and you've given it to somebody else. And so Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to be more conscious. And so, yeah, for me, it's been rough uh, on those aspects, but I'm glad that everybody's persevering.
2: Appreciate my condolences to to you, your family. Um, I know it's something difficult to deal with, especially at these times.
1: Yeah, it's been crazy. I I can promise you that it's definitely been crazy. Now, let's go into your love and passion of sports. Now, when did little Eldon say, you know what, man, sports is my (laughs) love, man. Like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do in life. When did that moment come for you
2: um i, I think growing up it's kind of like we were uh, speaking about like sneaking to stay up to 11 o'clock to watch sports center um <laughs> getting up in the morning getting up in the morning watch the sports center on the way out the door even if it was you know it was the same episode you're gonna watch it again um might have been some west coast games that you may miss so a- as a kid i was always intrigued by sports period right. um growing up i didn't play football i didn't play football until high school. Which is which is uh, a little crazy. People are like nah, but um, I grew up. I played basketball. and I played baseball, and I, I sucked at both of them to start. You know, I was I was terrible at uh, basketball and baseball, but I, I just loved it because it was something that, you know, coming from um, the background that I came from, a sport that you could go out, meet other people, be teammates with people, um, different walks of life, things like that. And everybody wanted to accomplish the same goal was something great to me. So even though I was I was terrible at the time, being around team and a team atmosphere and things like that was amazing. So um, when I got to high school it was one of those things where it's like, bro, like you 6'4, 300 right. plus like you should go go try to play football. And it was my cousin who who pushed me to like go try, go play. So my Ninth grade year, I played um JV football. It was my first time. I remember getting a lot of holding calls, and <laughs> I know my mom, told me, <laughs> my mom told me one day, she's like, Look, man, stop holding people and just knock them out. So that was uh, that was the start of uh, so all those people that i knocked out in, in my lifetime that's because of Mama Brown, but uh, <laughs> it, it kind of took off from there, man. Ninth grade, I, I played football, I played basketball and I played baseball in high school. And then my 10th grade year when coming back for you know it's gonna be my second year basically playing football. So I'm like, I'm gonna go play JV again. And I mean we had a coach, Coach Newsom, Kurt Newsom, he's at uh, Emory Henry right now. Mm-hmm. And he had came over there and it was like, look, if you don't get your big tail over there and grab a varsity jersey, you playing varsity. <laughs> and that, that's that's where that's where it kind of, you know, I, I started as a as a um as a sophomore. And just the coaching staff and, and the team that we had, man, it just made me fall in love with football at that time. I still loved all sports, but it just made me fall in love with football because it was the ultimate team game. And it was like playing line, you just got to be selfless. But at the same time, you're you're out there to provide and, and protect. And, you know, as, as a big guy, that's what you, you always want to feel like I'm the protector. And I'm so to be leaned on and, and and known as that was 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 a great feeling and it just took off from there. You know, tenth grade I played, I loved it, and you know.
1: So you, you you get to that point in your life, you know. Now all of a sudden people are starting to notice. Like, who is this guy that's out here balling <laughs> out? Who is it? Who is this guy that's over here manhandling people? Can you tell <laughs> yeah. us? Can you tell us how that? You know, that, that step from high school, moving to, to, to college and going to UVA. How did that all transpire?
2: Um, like you said, it, it, it took off. I, I started as a, as a sophomore, so I kind of got my name on the radar. We played Hampton High School at that time, which had won 40 straight games. And we ended up beating them 14, 8, and 5 overtimes. I had to go against an <laughs> All-American and Jared Green, which was a great – he was a great high school player. Um, his brother Donnie Green played at UVA. But um and and that kind of set me on the path and put me on the map. But me, that being my first game, it gave me the confidence that I could play against anybody. Right. These guys uh playing for uh the Hampton Crabbers at the time. He's an all-American and and I had a great game against him. Um so you know, from that point on, it was, you know, started getting letters and all those type of things. So so my thing was I love my family, so going somewhere that I can play big time football represent my, my state and still be close to home. And right. UVA kind of checked all those boxes and, and Al Gro was coming in at the same time that I came in, um, you know, some fresh air and we just came in together and made it happen.
1: And, that, and that's the thing, you know, like, I think a lot of people, I know at least on the fandom hood, would probably look at those Al Groh years and be like, man, what was going on? But what a lot of people don't realize, and at least I remember, was the talent that were getting the opportunity at the next level, because there was a lot of people, it may have not been shining sometimes on the maybe the way people wanted on that, on, you know, on the scoreboard or whatever, but there was so much talent that he was getting to that next level, including yourself. Um, And, you know, so, you know, you get picked in the fourth round, uh, you, you make it to the NFL, big, big deal there. Uh, you know, tell us, you know, how did it feel when you were sitting there and you finally got the call and, and you know, you, you finally made it to the NFL?
2: It, it, it was great, man. It's kind of like one of those things where regardless of what you do, if, if you pick up a basketball when you're when you're a kid, you, you want to get your name called in the NBA draft. If it's baseball, it's the baseball draft, football. So me, when it became a reality for me that I wanted to play football and I fell in love with the game, mm-hmm. the, the ultimate goal was, to get my name called and so it was some things that i I never shy away from i made mistakes uh, when it came leading up to the draft and it it cost me um on on draft day i was still the number one interior lineman in the draft but i i I took bad advice um but i I don't put it on anybody because i I put it on myself because i was i could have made my own decisions but you know you're, you're a young 22 year old 23 year old kid and you're you know, you're trying to figure out things. So, I didn't work out at certain things. Uh, when I did work out, I got injured. Uh, so, it was a lot of questions and it was a lot of unknown. So, I'm I'm grateful for Denny Green, rest his soul. I'm grateful for the Arizona Cardinals for seeing past those things and, and, and giving me an opportunity. Because, you know, without that, it, it you know, I I wouldn't say I don't know where I would be. But I did stack it up, and I said, man, this is what I want to do. I did get my degree from UVA, but. I did say, man, I, I want to go play in the NFL. And, and I, I bust my butt to, to make that opportunity um, come true.
1: Man, I loved any Green. I, I I know that, <laughs> you know, even as a Packers fan, even as a Packers fan growing up, <laughs> uh, I, I and, you know, those Minnesota teams gave us, you know, they gave us hell. I just, I couldn't, I, you know, Randy Moss, the squad. Um, but I still think, you know, a lot of people, and, and, and I, I'm not 100% of you are involved in this game, but the game, the Chicago game, um when yeah. he when he were you involved in the game when he in the in the press conference yeah. i got i gotta ask yeah. you like how was how that you know you see you see your, <laughs> it still makes me giggle now uh coach green was like you know they are who we thought they were and i loved it uh but just and I, I, you know just elaborate on coach green you know real quick just give me give me a little insight on what type of guy he really was
2: man, man when you when you talk about so, so you think back to like you said being a Packers fan, like mm-hmm. all those guys, all those coaches came off the same coaching tree, right? So you know it was it was he was a, a great man, man, and, and I re- remember just he was so old school, but you know that's what how all those guys were. But uh, you know we would go to practice. You talk about the NFL for three hours of practice, like that was unknown. But we was in practice banging and stuff. But man, he was he was a great man, and I'm always he always has a spot in my heart because he gave me an opportunity. And I remember when I got that call and and, and talking to him and, you know, him saying, look, man, you're going to come in here, you're going to play. And I I came in as a rookie and I started, you know, so, but um, that, that, so that Chicago, that Chicago game. We played Chicago in the preseason that year. Mm -hmm. And so we beat them in the preseason and and I think we kind of handled them in the preseason. So going into the game, we kind of knew we could play with it, regardless of the preseason. That's why you remember the comment he said, preseason, regular season, it doesn't <laughs> matter, it's a football game.
1: It's a football game, so, right? Right. Yeah. So
2: he understood. I mean, we understood we can go in there and beat it. And people people forget that we were we were winning the game like 20 to 7.
1: Yeah, and, it was a Monday night game, right? Monday night yeah, game. It yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, it was 20
2: to 7. <laughs> and and you know, it was it was some bad like. We had a play down the stretch where 20-7, to early lack of blitz, hit Kurt. We lose the ball, fumble, they return it. It's 20-14. to So defense is playing, defense is balling. Um, They get a stop on us. I remember vaguely, like, now now I remember definitely (laughs) the the special teams coach said, look, don't kick the ball to Devin Hester. Ball go up and straight down the middle of the field to Devin Hester. And he house called it, and, and they beat us 20 Twenty-one, twenty or twenty-four, twenty. They might have added the field goal, but right. And you know him going in the locker room. He he under like we were, we were a struggling team at that time, and, and that was going to be our signature win. So to let it slip, he was pissed off. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he got he got the media, and I mean he told him like, you know, hey, because the media tried to play it down. Like, look, man, right. you beat him in the preseason, but the preseason is not the real season. And he like, man, we was up 20 to 7. We just couldn't close the deal. So, you know, it was like I said, man, that was that was uh what what the world saw that day was um uh, some of our team meetings that we got to laugh and, <laughs> and chuckle a <laughs> couple times as well.
1: Well, I it, it's definitely a legendary moment. And you know, right up there yeah, with yeah. you know playoffs, playoffs, yeah. and, and then of course, Herman, that was we we, you know, we uh we played to win the game. So <laughs> it's it's definitely top five, is in there. It's definitely in yeah, there. It
2: definitely is. So Definitely.
1: let's talk about that that Super Bowl run. Um, you know, you you guys get, um, all the way through. You get to the, the the game, um, and you know, I know it has to be a tough one for you because it was a heck of a game. Probably one of the if it's, it's in my top five Super Bowls I've I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and you know, just tell us on that journey of going to the Super Bowl and having that opportunity to, to play in that game.
2: Um, it's, it's kind of like what when I went back to what I was talking about the draft. Uh, when you you know when you're shooting in the when you're shooting in the backyard basketball you, you think about making the final shot in the finals or right. you know hitting a home run in the world series so to get to that ultimate stage was was a blessing it was a great opportunity right um I think we caught fire at the right time we went to New England that year and I think it was week fourteen week fifteen maybe mm-hmm. and Tom Brady and Randy Moss was there and they 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 punished us in the snow. Like I remember like I remember um West welcome making snow angels in the snow after he caught a touchdown, but they they punted, I think it was like 45 to 7. And when we got back to Arizona, like coaches was pissed and like we put pads back on. We had had pads on for like three weeks. Put pads <laughs> back on and that was the turning point in that season and we caught fire down the stretch. Um, Fitzgerald probably had one of the greatest playoff runs ever from a wide receiver standpoint, actually from an offensive player standpoint. And Kurt Warner was just Kurt Warner and Right. To get us to that stage and actually be on that stage and have the opportunity to win it, it was it, it says a lot about a team that went from, I think my first year five and eleven, my second year five and eleven, eight and eight, and then nine and seven that year mm-hmm. to be able to go to the Super Bowl. So it was it was a great opportunity, man.
1: Man, it's it's crazy. I I just remember the game, um, and I just I remember to play to Fitzgerald and he t- asked like, yo man they got it. And I've always been one of those guys that. You know, if my team's not in the game, I'm rooting for the team that's never, you know, got that ring or they, you know, you want to see yeah. that organization get. And I was like, come on, Arizona, all the years that you, when I went growing up, how many, how bad do we hear about, oh, Arizona's this, Arizona's that. So to get to this opportunity, to get to this point, I just, I knew it. And then, I mean, and then obviously, you know, you know what happened from there. So I'm not going to have you harsh on too many of those memories, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, it was definitely a great game. Uh, now, now in, in your career, now, now in your time in life, you are um, one of the coaches at the Apprentice School. Uh, and I want you to kind of give our, our listeners uh, a, a little bit of detail about the Apprentice School and what you guys do down there.
2: Um, so it's it's a, it's a unique situation. Our, our guys is what it used to be. People used to think like the Apprentice School was just grown men down there going to work <laughs> at the ship y'all to play football. And right. You know, like now it's 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 more of a, a traditional college atmosphere. The only difference is our kids actually work, get paid, and go to school. Um, so they work and they build the biggest, baddest warships. Um, you know, for the country and for the for the navy. Right. And so, um, they it's, it's still it's still college when they come over to play football. It's still college football. Mm-hmm. So the only difference is they they go to school some days, they go to work some days, and mm-hmm. um. They get paid. And with them getting paid, we're not a, an official NCAA member, but we're right. an NCAA affiliate. So we count as a Division two game, when we're playing teams. Um, this year we made uh, – I said this year. The, the last year we played, which uh-huh. was 18, I guess, 19 or whatever, 19, we traveled and, and got a money game for the first time in school history. We want to play the D2 team in Illinois Quincy. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where, where coach John Davis, who I'm always appreciative of, of, and, and thankful for, because he gave me my opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm able to coach college football now because of him. So, but he's turned the program around. Um, they had some bad seasons, uh, from 2012 until we got there in 18, they had won like a total of maybe 13 games. Right. And in our first two years, we surpassed that in just our two years. So, you know, he, he 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 has a great idea of what where a vision of where he wanted the program to go. And now, you know, we we had a great momentum going into the whole COVID thing. But um, uh, you no, know, just looking forward to getting back and, and seeing what we can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was very. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I read up on it. And I'm reading. I'm like, this is very interesting. I like this actually. You know, I, I'm surprised that, you know, a lot, it would be nice if a lot more schools did something like this, because just imagine yeah. the kids that are struggling in college, you know, th- all of the violations that people have to go through because they're trying to, you know, make ends meet, trying to get food, you know, all of these athletes that are not on the scholarships, even on some on, on the scholarships. So just imagine yeah. if they did something more like this so that the kids could, you know, have something to eat, you know, go have food. I mean, I love it. I love it. I looked, I said, man, that's a really good idea, man. But you know, the NCAA, they got to have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that go. You know how that go, exactly. Uh, now, uh, before I move on to quick ones, uh, that we had some news happen over the week where we found out that uh, Norfolk State head coach has decided, <laughs> he has decided to resign, but then uh, got the job, I believe, down at East Carolina, which my man Sean Robinson, who was on the first episode of 101, uh, reported a couple of hours ago. So, um I mean, I heard that you might be interested. Um, uh, Elden, are you interested in becoming head coach, man, down there
2: at Norfolk State? I'm. Um, I think, I think in this game, man, you always want to get to the highest level you can get to. Right. And my ultimate goal, my ultimate goal, of course, is to get back to UVA and and mm-hmm. coach. Um, so with that being said, like moving up is is, is always uh, is always a great opportunity. Um, being able to be home and do something for for um a team within my within my home state and right. and, and hometown is, would be amazing. Right. Um I know it's I know it's going to be so many people applying and it's going it's an interesting job. But, hey man,
1: you got to um, get it got to give it a shot though, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know I mean it, it, it I, w- I couldn't be mad at you, brother. I will vouch for you. Now I don't know how much my stock has anything to do with this, but <laughs> I would vouch for you, my man. I mean, it would it would be amazing. I mean, I think, you know, um you know, it, it would definitely be a great way to get things going on. I got a, a, a friend of two that went to Norfolk State. One of my friends who used to be the director of uh, football operations down there. Now he's uh, working for the NCAA. So wow. like, it, it's just, it's like, it's a great school, uh, great HBCU. That, that gives us a lot of opportunities to grow out there. And, you know, for my guys, like you said, he started from here and look where he is now. And he's doing it for the entire NCAA. So uh, I, I hope, man, if you get, if you go for it, brother, fingers crossed my man. I
2: appreciate that.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Now it's time for one of my favorite segments on the show. It is time for quick ones. All right, Eldon, are you ready for the Eldon Brown edition of quick ones? <laughs>
2: I'm ready, man. Let's do it.
1: All right, let's see what Elton got going on here. First one, my favorite one to do. My first two are uh, my favorite two to do. Favorite sports moment.
2: Favorite sports moment with will probably be um being named to All-American. Um, I think when you put so much work in, especially into a team game, mm-hmm. it is fulfilling to uh, be noticed and and be rewarded as um, one of the best in the country. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be on that stage and be a first-team All-American and consensus mean you did something pretty good. So, right. that would probably be my best best moment. On top of you know, the winning the Jacobs twice too. But um, that would that would probably be those two uh probably neck and neck.
1: Okay, all right. Now, of course, every t- if you got a favorite sports moment, you gotta have a worse sports moment. What was your worst um, sports moment?
2: Worst sports moment was game three of my NFL career. Um, still nervous, still young, still a rookie trying to figure out the game. Mm-hmm. And Brian, uh, uh, Brian Young played for the 49ers. Ooh, oh, so. bro, ooh
1: there's a tossback name for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brian so, Young. I haven't Brian, heard that in a minute. Brian Young was playing defensive tackle for the 49ers, man. And we played this game in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it was on ESPN. It was a night game. Everybody was watching. And it was like the first snap of the game. I, I remember, it, like it was yesterday, man. We, it was fourteen fifty eight on the clock. Like that's how early in the game. Like it was the he first said, play. I remember it to the dick to the <laughs> T. <the team. laughs> he hit me. He hit me with a with a Reggie White. Um, oh like, no! the quarterback. The quarterback fumbled. They scored. Picked it up. scooper scored on the first play of the game. First <laughs> play. So that would probably be. That would be my moment right there. <laughs> not the Reggie White. Not the not the move, though, baby. Not the man, move. I mean, hard, too. Almost knocked me clean, clean <laughs> to the other side of the if, if you know Brian Young, you know, at that time, Brian, y'all was probably about 15, 16 years in, so he had that old man strength, too. Yeah, right? man. I mean, he's
1: a yeah. like, former pro bowler. I, you know, I yeah. mean, it was as tough as they come, man. I mean, yeah. Ooh, I ain't messing with Brian. No, man, Brian. As soon as you said that, I said, oh, boy, yeah, Brian Young, that's not a game. That's not a yeah, game.
0: Man. All right, now
1: I now this quick one I got. I, I you know I had Derek Kelly on last week. You know, offensive lineman for the uh, New Orleans Saints, and I wanted to ask him this, and I cannot believe I forgot to ask him. But I'm definitely going to ask you: is is the O line the most disrespected position in the in, in all the sports, or at least in in football? Because I feel like you know. You know the big men don't get that love that the other positions get sometimes. Do you feel like it's the most disrespectful, or am I am I a little bit on the left on this? I
2: think I think I think you I think you're spot on with it. But, but what was crazy was it was so many people. Let me tell let me tell the story like I say it like this. I felt that way going into UVA, and right. one of my things was like. Be so good that they can't ignore you.
0: Right. And
2: at UVA, like at that time, like linemen weren't being talked about. And like I was, they had gave me so much, it became like uncomfortable almost because I was, I was, I was like, yeah, man, you know, linemen don't get, linemen don't get credit. So I'm gonna play hard, they gonna know who <laughs> we are and know who I am. And then it started coming, and it was like, oh wow, so oh y'all want to talk to me today? Oh, <laughs> so. But but to answer your question, it is, um, especially when it comes to pay, man. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you get the guys that get the big bucks, and you got those Secret Service guys in front of them doing all, of, all the heavy lifting. So <laughs> the Secret I, Service. I would have to like agree with you on that one.
1: <laughs> that, that's a very good analogy, the Secret Service guys. I like that. It's and that's, and that's, yeah. that's probably the next <laughs> – it's actually a really good analogy. You think about it. I mean, the guys, the, the things that you have to do. You know, if the president goes down yeah. behind you, that's all on you, brother. That's all yeah, on you. Man. So they don't look. They don't look at the quarterback. They look at you. Like, man, look at this. This guy had to no know.
2: Exactly.
1: Way. All right, now a exactly. uh, uh, next one here. Now this this is my favorite. I like to do a random one here. I like to do a random one. I want you to give me your top three movies of all time.
2: Top three, and I'm a movie guy, so this is gonna be. I'm about to mess you up. <laughs> this gonna be crazy. I'm to so mess you up. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna give you an order. I'm gonna just give you three. All right, I can deal um, with that, I can deal with that. Okay, so, you know, how how I, how I came up, um, Boys in the Hood would always be like one of my one of my go-tos, one of my top movies. Um, this was gonna be like, people might not know, people might will, Five Heartbeats, man, I love-, hey. I love, hey. it. <laughs> I love Come on, Doc! I love Five Heartbeats. <laughs> 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 I love the five heartbeats. So um and then the next one would be ah, I like I see I'm 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 an old school guy, even though these movies now are good, like I'm an older, like right. it might. Be, I had to stay, man. Like minister society, man. And, okay, okay. Stay back, I mean, stay back that
1: way. That's a pretty solid list. Now, I mean I, I mean, I gotta gotta check your office hours are from nine to five, correct?
2: From nine to five. <laughs>
1: nine <laughs> to five. Nine. Get your butt on up here! Oh man, that I'm needs telling
2: you me. right now. Oh man,
1: it's so many classic moments in it, and the and the soundtrack was fire. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Foul Heartbeats is probably in my top fifty. I know that sounds weird. I like a lot of comedies. Uh, but my, I'll give yeah. you my top three, I, I, to be fair. Uh, number one, for me, The Last Dragon. Love The Last and, Dragon. That's I was going to
2: say, ah, uh, yeah. That's my movie, man. Bruce show Leroy, enough all day. Is, show Nuff enough, show enough is a show enough is a, uh, is a hero <laughs> in, certain, in certain places of the world.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. So, like, I, I got to go with Bruce Leroy Incorporated. Number two, Coming to America. That's what I'm excited about tomorrow. I know a lot of people are not excited about... You know, the premiere of the new one, but I'm excited about the new one because I I think that it may not be the new the old one, but I think it at least will, you know, help us continue the story. And I, I'm not I don't want it to be the first one. I just needed to be funny enough to be like, that was solid. I can deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I got coming to America and then my number three is a lot of people haven't heard of it, uh, but that was uh, the Cherokee kid with Sinbad in there. It was, like a, it was a HBO movie that came out like yeah. in 1897, man. And as a kid, I was a huge, I'm a huge Sinbad guy. So for me, that those are my top three.
2: That's not a bad list. It definitely if I stretched it to five, man, I probably I definitely would have had those, your your first two in there.
1: All right, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Yeah. I can definitely deal with that. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was the that was the Elton Brown edition of Quick Ones here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And before we get off of here, of course, Elton, I want to thank you uh, for coming on and, and being a part of one-on-ones here on episode 34, our second episode of season two. Uh, and like I said, just thank you for coming on. But before we get off, Are there there any special interests you have going on that you want to tell us about? And tell us what type of legacy you want to leave once you're sitting at the house chilling and retired.
2: Um, special interests right now. I just, you know, I just want to get back to coaching football (laughs) in some capacity. (laughs) And and, come on, North State. (laughs) Yeah, in some in some capacity with that man. Um, but but legacy, man. Um, when, when I go. I just want people to to say he cared and and, and he would do whatever he had to do to help others. Um, My thing, like I said, where I grew up and how I came up, we had that uh, village village type of atmosphere. Uh, We might not have gotten everything we wanted. Mm -hmm. We might not have had the shoes, the clothes and things like that, but we had love. So growing up, it was always how do I reciprocate that? How do I give that back? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's all I wanted to do, man. Like people, when you leave, people might not remember exactly what you did, but people always remember how you made them feel. And so if you can leave and you leave people feeling good and and feeling and feeling well, and like I said, I mean, just giving them, giving them inspiration, man, and giving them life. Like, um, you never know what somebody's going through. You never know, um, how many tears behind a smile. So, you know, just be positive and, and give back to people and, you know, just, just pay it forward, man. That's my, that's my thing. Like the, the money and all that type of stuff. I mean, it, it was, it's always going to be great. You know, you can live and do what you want to do, but at the end of the day, man, when, when you go, you can't take that with you, you can't. So it's just, you know, leave people with something uh, meaningful. And I think love and, 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 and um, inspiration will be those two things
1: awesome awesome i couldn't i couldn't have said it better myself ladies and gentlemen mr elton brown two-time all-american and former arizona cardinal uh you know wahoo wah for those out there former you know former yeah, Ad, uh-huh. I, i'm excited to have you on once again everybody thank you, thank you all for tuning in for episode 34 my man elton brown and you know Eldon, we gotta have you back on down the road
2: brother yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, hopefully I can come back, you know. As the Norfolk move, State head coach,
1: <laughs> <laughs> as the as Norfolk State head coach, that's what I'm thinking about, that's that's just me though, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I moved move a couple offices or something by then, so.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, once again everybody, the Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network, this has been One on One. One, 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 one,
0: one, 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 one 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 welcome to the 101 101 when, when, one. one. hey. 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 when it comes to ratings man we number one we number one I get the truth, truth then I give True. them hey. the scoop. Hey. if anybody got a question I give hey. them hey. the proof welcome to the 101 101 when it comes to ratings man we number one we number one I get the truth, truth then I give them the scoop. if anybody got a question I give them the proof Welcome to One on One and Legacy Maker Sports Network.